else you're finding us, which now uh, you will be able to find the audio for this podcast over on Spotify. We just got that up on uh, Anchor.fm, and Anchor is generous enough to go ahead and distribute it through a number of platforms so far. You can now find Fighting the Void on Spotify, although it's going to take us a little time to catch up with the archives and get all get it all up there. But it's coming. I've already got about a dozen episodes up there. So if you're new, you can go back and catch up in a nice, easy format and set us to two times speed and get through it all real quick. Yeah. All right. So now with the uh, maintenance out of the way, yeah. we have got a uh, very special guest here on the show. It's someone that we've come to know uh, through Twitter a little bit over the last few months. And uh, CC here has got uh, quite the story that she's uh, graciously agreed to come on and share. Um, in short, she's actually a long time ago in her much younger days, she had an abortion and has long since uh, come to regret it and has recently started really being able to process it and make it something that she's able that she's able to discuss. Mm -hmm. So, um, CC, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and being willing to discuss this with us. Well, of course, thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Well, you want to get the tissue. Yes, yes. For anyone who is sensitive on this sort of thing, take a minute, go get some tissues because. Um, yeah, you might need them. All right, so uh, CC, let's just kind of get right into it. Um, how old? How old were you when you uh, set the stage for us, if you if you will? Um, well, to explain the reasoning behind the abortion, I'd have to go back about a year. Um, okay. August or October twenty first of nineteen eighty nine, I was sexually assaulted. Um, a few months later, I found out I was pregnant, and um, my significant other at the time was not supportive. He didn't feel that I was telling the truth about the assault, and um, and became very verbally abusive. It, it became a very difficult relationship to be in. So I chose to give that child up for adoption. Okay. Um, I, I didn't want to raise her in that kind of environment with that kind of negativity. I wanted her to have a positive um, upbringing. And I really, really didn't feel that I could, um, I, I was dealing enough with the assault and, and with my my significant other not being supportive and i i just wanted better for her so um we gave her up when she was an infant or you know three days out of the hospital and then um probably about four months later i found out i was pregnant again and um he decided we couldn't go through this again he 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 asked me to have an abortion. I refused. Mm -hmm. um, and he would come and pick me up for for lunch at work. And, and all during the lunch, he would berate me and tell me we couldn't we can't do this. The, the emotional strain is too much. And 
we're not ready and on and on and on. And after about, I don't know, I want to say six, seven weeks of this, I finally caved. I, I just, I had the abortion. Um, I remember going to the clinic that day and it just felt so, I don't know, impersonal. Um, nobody really told me exactly what was going to happen. There was no, I mean, it was just very, we're going to go in and clean the tissue out, I believe is the term they use. We're going to clean the tissue out. You know, we're going to give you a painkiller. You'll be here for a little while and then we'll send you home. So I went in. Um, I was in a room with probably seven other women and we each went in, had our procedures. We came back out and all sat in this little room in recliners. And I don't think anyone said a word. All right. They went through seven women all in the same room, kind of one right after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I went home. Didn't think, I mean, you know, I cried a little bit, but I, you know, I think I had convinced myself this wasn't a real child, so it was okay. Right. It was yeah. the tissue. It was tissue, yes. Right. So all I was doing was removing this tissue, and it wasn't until this whole pro-life, you know, all, all these arguments started coming up on Twitter that it really hit me, and, and then when people started posting videos of abortions and posting pictures of of babies that were cut up into pieces and everything. It's then that it really hit what I had actually done. And I was angry because I remember a few weeks after this, we were at my in-law's house and, and we were falling asleep and my, my significant other started crying. And I said, what are you crying about? And he said, I took two babies away from you. And I said, you wow. don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. That's not okay. You don't get, no. I, I didn't talk to him for quite a long time. Um, so... Oh, so you actually, um, so you you actually stayed stayed with this guy for a long time. I did. Yeah, okay. I did. Now, we're, I, I was, I, now, I'm forgetting. Were, were you were you married, or were you married at like back in '89? Or we were not married at okay. that time. Okay. Um, we did eventually get married, and I okay. for the, I I couldn't tell you why. I just. <laughs> I, you know, to be honest with you, I think I just thought I couldn't do any better. Okay. Um, and, um, and I just thought I, I can't live without this man. I love him. I've been with him for so long. And I just, I, I don't even know why I stayed after everything that, right. that, I, that we went through together and separately because I, I wasn't allowed to talk about, um, the assault. I wasn't allowed to talk about how I felt about the abortion because it was too traumatic for him. It was too upsetting oh. for him. So I didn't. Uh, that's, um, it, that's interesting. It seems he actually seemed to come to regret it himself. <clears throat> I think he did. Um, but that was the only statement that he ever made okay. in that um, 
other than I just can't handle talking about it. That you know, huh. it was never. Well, yeah, let's work together and and get through this. It was never anything like that. Right, right. So he was sort of too too wrapped up in his own guilt over it to actually help you all. Yeah, instead of a right getting through it together, it was let's bury it together, so to speak. Right. Well, he was already convinced that um, that I wasn't assaulted. Right. He and his his drunk friends had, you know, gotten together and decided that I just made it up. So, yeah. you know, he he had trust issues clearly. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, clearly. He has so. an issue of coming to terms of things, and he he always like it sounds like he always. Like in the stages of grief, he always got to the denial stage and then just stuck there. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so uh, this would have been now the abortion. I'm guessing you would have been about what, three months along? Um, yeah. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Just like, like I said before the show, we, we've had a few kids. So I, <laughs> I I know yeah. where most people are when they realize that they're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um. So wow. Okay. And they and they were still telling you at that time that we're just cleaning out the tissue. And well, obviously, I don't need to uh, go into how that's not remotely um, the the case, and obviously not the case at that point. Um, right. So you said it was. A lot of the, uh, you started seeing stuff on Twitter that made you kind of come back to this. Yeah, because okay. I was able to just I don't I don't know I now that I ever forgot about it, um, right. but I was always able to just go well okay it wasn't that big of a deal it's it was just tissue and and I think also getting back to my faith um, mm -hmm. that that also you know made it that much more real for me. And, okay. and for me personally, um, it's just wrong. I mean, I, I'm never going to tell a woman, you can't do what you feel that you need to do with your body. However, I, I implore women to become educated about what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. They understand and, and exactly be, what it is they're doing. Right. And be aware that, this isn't, I mean, you can see all these celebrities just on TV, just the, the abortions were the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, you know, inside, you know, unless you're a complete sociopath, you have to be struggling in some way, I would think, um, yeah. unless you just have no feeling or emotion, how can you just celebrate? killing all these children and thinking, well, that's not a big deal. It's just, I right. wasn't ready and me, me, me. And, and it's, that's what bothers me the most. I think is all of these arguments is it's all about the mother and nobody, nobody says anything about the children other than, no. well, maybe they'd be in foster care. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe somebody would adopt them. You know, my daughter is, 29 years old. She turned 29 this year. She was adopted into a wonderful family. She's had an amazing life. She's 
a beautiful young woman who is just contributing so much to society. And, and while giving your child up is incredibly painful, watching her grow. I mean, I was fortunate. The adoption was, was very open. So okay. I've always known where she was. I've always, the parents have always sent me pictures. Um, they always sent me letters about, you know, she started walking, she started talking, all of these things. She's able, she's been able to travel the world and just have an amazing life. So for, for somebody to say, well, they may end up in foster care. Well, maybe is that better than, I mean, is that worse than, than you sucking the life out of your child or right. killing their child? And it's a, it just, it's a pretty pessimistic and cynical outlook on life that it, it really is. Yeah. And, and it's not like it's, it, it, it's an outlook that you're bringing to it before the situation even arises. I, I got to think right. it's, it's got to be kind of, you have to already kind of be in that stage where it's like, well, you're even questioning the value of your own life to say, you know, it's better to it's better to not exist than to exist, essentially, is what's being said. Right. When, when people make that, it's like, well, I don't want them to feel pain and suffering, so I'll kill them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> yeah. but okay. I clearly why, we have why not different just, on life. <laughs> why not just be responsible in the first place? You know, why not just use protection or do everything you can to prevent that situation in the first place. If you're not ready to have a child, why not? I mean, I, know, my mom always said, it's like, if you're not going to, if, if you're not prepared to pay, you better not play. Exactly. <laughs> to Just, you know, to boil it down to a little bit of uh, common sense. You don't want the kid. You don't have the sex. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like what they, they want tends to kind of lead to the other. Right. <laughs> least, you know, it's what I remember from biology. Um, yeah. Now, uh, my goodness. So, so it's, I, it's so interesting. Was there any, was there anything in particular that really uh, got, got your attention as you started seeing some of these, what, what made you even start looking at, at some of the uh, pro-life arguments in the first place, and especially since this is such a fairly uh, recent thing, so far removed from the actual abortion. Um, I think just it started coming up on my timeline so much, and huh. um, I've always been pretty much pro-choice. I mean, I didn't really, I, I've never really agreed with abortion, but I've always thought it's none of my business what other people do. Right. You are um, sort of, uh, the, I've noticed some people have started making a distinction between people that are pro-choice and people that are pro-abortion. Right. Like the, the people that are pro-choice, like the, you can actually win, you can actually have civil discussions and even win those people over. They're not completely given over to the, Right. The other side. They're not shout your abortion people. Yeah. But those people infuriate me and mm -hmm. they, they just, I, I feel bad for them in a way because they're, I mean, it, it seems to me that they're swallowing an awful lot of pain because how can you have so many abortions and not be affected by it? Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, what? to be honest with you, I wasn't affected for quite a long time, but I started seeing these pictures and and hearing these people just talk so callously 
about this life. You know, it's, it's not just a clump of cells. It's not just tissue. It's another human life separate from the mother. And, and for people to just talk about it, like you're disposing of a dirty tissue or something is just, is reprehensible to me. It just, it's so disgusting to me that, um, and it, it just, it's heartbreaking because it, it just, it seems to me that we're just teaching our children, you can go and do what you want. You can live whatever kind of life you want and there's no consequences. Yeah. You can have abortions and it's not going to, it's no big deal. It's not going to affect you, but it does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, See, yeah. I, I, I wonder, is it, is it really that recent? Because I remember when I was growing up, like, I don't know if you guys ever saw these, but growing up, I remember seeing PSAs about other women talking about their regrets about yeah. having an abortion. So I don't know if like, if maybe there was like a quiet period or what? Cause I re I remember that vividly growing up, like those oh, PSAs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as far as uh, CC's own, coming and noticing this being recent. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, there is, and CC, I don't, hey, have you heard of the uh, Silent No More um, campaign group? I don't, I don't know how to properly put it, but. I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for, for those who don't know, it's sort of a, I guess a movement is a good way to put it, uh, of, of women and some men who, and, and I don't mean like in a trans sense, I, um, but men who have either they've encouraged their girlfriend, girlfriends or wives to have abortion or just they've supported it in the past. And people that have come to regret uh, either having abortions or having uh, facilitated it in the past. And uh, it's there's a lot, a lot of heart wrenching stories out there, um, much like CC's, where women that are in a bad situation they have an unsupportive husband or boyfriend who yep like you said cave, cave to the pressure and go and have the abortion and then it winds up something that becomes extremely difficult to deal with uh down the road and uh, other people who again like yourself have been uh, courageous enough to actually speak out because there's a lot of people that don't think you exist Right. That, that don't think that the regret is real. And but I'm also amazed at how many people completely disregard the men in this. Mm -hmm. um, the men that didn't have a choice. Yeah. That, you know, found out that their, their girlfriend or their wives or whatever were going to have an abortion or did have an abortion against their will. And it it breaks my heart that they're so disregarded and, and people seem to look down on them like they're less than because they're grieving the loss of this child. And they, they have every right to grieve it. They have every right to, to mourn this loss. Mm -hmm. it's, it's their child as well. Why wouldn't you mourn yeah. that? I mean, my, you know, my children's father and I, we, we had a miscarriage right before, um, we found out we were, well, you know, we had a miscarriage on my husband's birthday 
And I say we because my husband was affected just yeah. as much as I was. Um, and then a few months later found out that I was pregnant with my son. Um, but it it tore him up mm-hmm. just as much as it would, you yeah. know, me. So for people to think that that the fathers have, it's like they're emotionless. Like, well, you don't get to have feelings about this. You don't get to be upset about this. And mm-hmm. um, like a friend of mine said, why should I have to pay for a child that I didn't want if you're not going to give me any kind of, you, it's essentially the women gets to make the, the woman gets to make all the decisions. We decide whether or not you even know that you have a child on the way. Right. Sometimes yeah. we decide if you know that you're the father, we decide that, you know, you're going to pay child support. We decide whether or not you get a say in anything. So, and I, I find that incredibly unfair. Um, because that is not the way that it was intended to be. I firmly believe that God wanted us all to come together as couples and make children and and populate the earth and not, you know. And I understand that there are so many different situations out there. I'm not bashing single parents in any way. I am one right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I think to just, to just disregard the fathers is just not acceptable. It's no. No, I mean, that's, I, I think one of the clearest things out there right now is so many of the problems that we have in society is precisely because of a lack of fathers and this sort of thing where it's like when it comes to the very life of their own children, the fathers have zero, uh, it, it frankly has zero say, or at least mm-hmm. can very easily, any say that they think they have can easily be done away with. In fact, um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a gentleman on the show who was in exactly that situation, <laughs> uh, who had, who was, he tried to convince his girlfriend to keep the child, and she said no. And of course, all the things that followed through from that, and um, I mean, my wife and I, we had a we had, we are we had a miscarriage ourselves a few years ago, and uh, yeah, I'll tell you right now. I was, uh, I think I was in as many tears as she was. Um, and yeah, that, it, it is, it's legitimately rough. It really is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, moving on from that, you uh, kind of got back. Uh, you, you mentioned again uh, that your, your own faith has kind of played a, at least some part in uh this awakening, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, can you elaborate on that at all? What part has uh, your faith played in coming to in coming to grips with this whole thing? Um, after after the assault, I I walked away from God. I was angry. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. You know why? How could you let this happen to me? I don't understand. Um, and then to go through what everything everything that my ex-husband put me through, you know, just the complete lack of regard and support and everything. Um, I walked away. I wasn't having it. I just thought you're not real. You're not there for me. Why should I even believe in you? And, um, and then after a few, you know, well, actually several years of not, not believing in God, um, 
I started to realize that I feel the most peace and the most joy when I'm walking in my faith, when I'm, um, when I'm being the person that I should be, you know, according to the Bible, according to my faith. Um, and in that, I started to think, well, you killed a child. I mean, I often refer to myself as a murderer because that's the way I feel right now. I murdered my child. There's no other way to say it. And I. But you know, you. I mean, clearly you understand you can find that you can find that forgiveness. Right. Yeah. And, and I believe that I have. Um, but I have to find that in myself as well. And I just haven't found that yet. Um, that's but in, understandable. I, I mean, I, honestly, I, I mean, that, that's, that's understandable, but I mean, I would say personally, you know, rest assured it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, clear, clearly the, re, clearly the repentance is real and he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't reject that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and in talking with my, my children about this, mm-hmm. you know, because I would read something on Twitter, or I would see a picture on Twitter and, and just become an, a complete wreck. My daughter can attest to that. I, I would yeah. sit on the couch and sob and just, and just think these, these doctors and nurses, they go into work every day, knowing what they're doing. I don't understand how I don't understand how they can pull out these pieces of children and not and just walk away like it's not I just I don't I don't understand the thought process how do you get to I just that point? yeah um I I understand that it, at the stage that I was there I don't I mean I've I don't know about the developmental stage. My daughter probably knows more about that with her biology than I do, but. Um, nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, class-wise, I mean, but I. They teach us that, but okay. They taught us that in hell. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, I just don't, I wonder how people can wrap their brains around that. Yeah. Or, or as we hear in the news, them harvesting parts. Yeah, um, yeah, more has been coming out about that too. I've noticed. I don't, I don't understand that. How do you, how do you take that oath first, do no harm, and and then chop right. up a child? Well, going based, going based off of what you told us of your experience, like being in the clinic or facility or whatever word you want to use of going and getting it's done they use language that's probably for them distance themselves from what they're actually doing which for a lot of people they use this language like that distancing themselves as um as like a coping mechanism so like say for example because like i i i I personally can't bring myself to say that every single person that works at those places is completely like cold about what they're doing. 
Right. 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 So I'm, I, so I say like a lot of it is a coping mechanism to kind of like, it's yep. sugar-coated. A spoonful of sugar helps it all go down. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the, this, you know, Abby Johnson's story attests to exactly what you're saying, Crystal, that not everyone who works there is completely cold to it. Uh, right. A lot of them just haven't fully confronted it yet. And, of course, um, Johnson has, you know, made, you know, kind of made it her life's work to try to get people out of the abortion industry, which they've had a lot of success doing that. They've gotten over 500 people out of it now. Um, right. including uh, because of their work, uh, I think completely shutting down one clinic because of all the people that they got out of it. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Not everyone who's working there at those places is 100% uh, 100% given over to whatever it is that allows a person to do this sort of thing. <laughs> Right. I, th I think that you have to, um, well, I'm sure it's traumatic for them. So I think they, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of block that you can put up. Um, because what I went through was one singular incident. What they go through is numerous every day. Yeah. Um, well, so I can't imagine. Well, usually when people go through something that's traumatic for them personally, they kind of Till they actually process that they're kind of in a state of like autopilot because it's it's difficult to process what exactly is going on and again it's a coping mechanism because something traumatic you know you kind of you put something you, your subconscious does something where it's like autopilot and then you just keep going about your business not really acknowledging what's going on in here and people right. have remarkable capacity for self-deception i mean you know we uh i i again uh, just uh, going going back to history it's in virtually every culture murder has been illegal but it's amazing how good we are at defining certain groups of people as human and not human so well you're not fully human so it's okay to kill you right yeah yeah it's right. uh yeah so uh the cc you've I mean, honestly, you've been through just about everything that people associate with the, uh, the with, frankly, with just about all the horrible things that can happen to a woman. You've had the uh, the misfortune to uh, to suffer. Um, I was going to say experience, but it just doesn't sound quite right. Uh, yeah, so much more appropriate. Uh, so, I guess what is Uh, assuming, assuming you've you've thought you've you've thought about this, what would you like to see done to kind of help to help make it easier for a woman who's had to suffer sexual assault to deal with that? So for a woman who's find themselves in a pregnancy that is either they themselves realize is difficult, or you know the boyfriend or husband is less than thrilled about. Um, first and foremost, education and, mm -hmm. and support. Um, I, in my, you know, in my, why me, why did this happen? And, you know, it's been, I mean, it's coming up on 30 years 
um, since the assault. And, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that there aren't days that I don't absolutely fall apart. But in going through all of that, I've been able to counsel other women. I've been able to look them in the face and say, I understand what you're going through. And not just the obligatory, I understand. I I fully understand. Right. I, I, there's nothing more condescending to me than have somebody tell me they understand what I'm going through when they've never been through whatever it is I'm dealing with. Right. So I think there, there first and foremost needs to be absolute education. And as much as I hate seeing these videos and pictures on Twitter, I think that it actually is changing minds mm-hmm. because I, I think that some young girls out there may think, I mean, they see these celebrities. Well, uh, like Alyssa Milano, these are the, the, if I hadn't had these abortions, I wouldn't be as happy as I am now or whatever it is. She said, um, that I found was an incredibly irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, young girls look up to, to celebrities like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we need more, um, more people who have gone through abortions who didn't come out as rosy as Alyssa Milano or, or Whoopi Goldberg or all these people who are who are proclaiming their abortions as, you know, somewhat celebratory. I think we need people to say there is a, a downside. There is a possibility that you're going to spiral. There is a possibility that you're going to feel horrible about yourself. You're going to, you know, you're going to have consequences. You, you may think that just having an abortion is is getting rid of this pregnancy and now you have no consequences. But as my mother always said, there are no choices in your life that you can make that you will not have consequences for, good mm-hmm. or bad. And you need to be able to accept those consequences. And if you can't, you need to make a different choice. Yeah. So I, I think that... Um, there needs to be more communication, mm-hmm. um, more education, and, and definitely more support. Um, because to be honest with you, I didn't, until I met uh, my husband who, who passed, I didn't deal with anything. Uh, it had been seven years. I had not dealt with being assaulted, and I was having nightmares, and I was, you know, I, I was in a very, very bad state. And it wasn't until he actually sat me down and said, you, you can talk. You can tell me what happened if you're open to talk about it. Yeah. And I'll be here and I won't judge you. It wasn't until that happened that I actually started to heal from that. And I think that's key. I think that people need to be able to, in their comfort level, talk about the things that they're struggling with. Yeah. Um, talking with my children, you know, I, like I said before, people get down on me for being so open with my children, but I I think it's incredibly important that you be, I mean, you demand complete honesty from your children. You want to know what they're doing 24 seven. You want to know that they're safe. You want to know that they're making the best decisions they can, Mm -hmm. but how can you expect them to be honest with you if you're keeping secrets from them? especially huge ones like these. Um, I don't remember when I started talking to my children about what had happened to me, but they were, they were kind of young. I mean, they, 
they've been through a lot. They, they went through, you know, their father being diagnosed with cancer and, and, you know, helping me take care of him until he passed. And they've, they've gone through, you know, me being in and out of the hospital and, and they're very, very strong children. And I think that they're stronger for, because I'm able to talk to them and, and say, Hey, these things could happen. And, these are some of the consequences that could happen. I, I'm, I wouldn't be doing them any favors by keeping that from them at all. Nope. I can, nope. Uh, again, we, and we were discussing all, all of that before the show, and I completely, completely agree. It's, uh, it's a matter of trusting them, respecting them enough to, to share the, to share the truth with them. And, mm-hmm. Again, they're usually more intelligent than people give them credit for. Right. Uh, now, uh, I mean, you met, you mentioned support, uh, and it honestly, I, th- I think the best thing really is the support of people that that are close to you. You know, like your, um, you know, like your husband, which sounds like you sounds like you had found a good one there. <laughs> right, <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, having people like that in your life, obviously, I, has got to be the best thing to help you deal, d- deal with a traumatic experience like that. Um, but of course, not everybody has that, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I, as you yourself know, uh, you know, it's and I, I guess it's a it's a really good thing that there is a lot. I, I dare say there's a lot more support organizations now than there were back in 1989. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I imagine. Had, had you tried to look to see if there was any other, if there were any other support type groups out there? I, I mean, obviously you found um, back, back then. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think I needed it. To okay. Be honest, I. I. I really didn't think I needed it. I thought, well, I'm fine. It's no big deal. It was just tissue. It's no big deal. Right, um, right, and so, but I mean, even um, before you had you you had made the decision to to have the abortion, had you um, th- thought of looking to see if there were any um, crisis pregnancy things or anything? Um, I actually, I th- I think I was very ashamed of my situation. Um, I spoke with my, I have a twin sister, um, so I spoke with her quite a bit, mm-hmm. and Sorry. and um, she's been an amazing support throughout my entire life. Um, and I, I did speak a little bit with my mother. I never told my mother that I, I had an abortion. She passed, unfortunately, without knowing, or maybe fortunately. I don't know how she would have felt about it, to be honest with you, but... Um, but I did have, um, I had friends that that I could talk to, but I never told them the truth. It wasn't until, oh, I want to say seven or eight years after the fact, I never told anybody I had an abortion. Um, well, yeah, my 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 ex husband knew clearly, but. Right. Um, I never told anybody. I was so ashamed by it because it was never anything that I was raised to do. It, w- it wasn't something I believed in. 
Um, so I, I, you know, I sit here, I'm kind of confused about how, how I process that because I knew when I went in that it was wrong. I mean, I fought him on it mm-hmm. for, for so long, um, but was getting so sick just from the fighting and the arguing that I just was, okay, fine, I'll just do it. Just... And you hadn't even healed from the assault or any of that no. yet. So, yeah. Yeah. No, um, your defenses were down anyway. Right. Um, I just. See your booty hole in my face. <laughs> I just. Um, I really feel like I mean, and I remember when we went in that day, there were protesters out in front of the clinic. Oh wow! And I remember being angry with them, um, because I thought this is hard enough for the people coming in. First of all, and second of all, you don't even know if we're we're just coming in to have our, you know, our annual pap smear or whatever. You're mm-hmm. you're just judging and getting in people's faces without even thinking anything. And there was a young girl that that was dropped off in the front of the clinic. Um, and I think, she, if I remember correctly, she said she was 14 years old. Oh man. Um, she was pregnant with her father's child. And. He dropped her off to have an abortion. Wow. And I and I thought, I have no right to tell this child that she has to carry a baby to term that is her father's child. I mean, I couldn't fathom the trauma that this child had already gone through. And I wasn't aware of the trauma that we were getting ready to go through. Right. Right. So, and add in the fact that it's like, well, it lines up, covering, yeah. perpetuating the abuse, but yeah, yeah. Until somebody, you know, several years later, I I was telling somebody the story, and she said he was getting rid of the evidence. Yeah. And I never really thought about that. I was like, no. oh my goodness, he was. He That's literally what he was doing. Yeah. He was. He wow. I just, and I can't fathom that. I can't fathom, you know, here I was in all my feeling sorry for myself because of what I was going through. But here's this 14 year old child who has been through more than I could ever imagine in half of my lifetime. I I just, I couldn't wrap my brain around that. No, no. And I mean, honestly, who can? It's, I mean, that, that kind of thing is honestly, it's too horrible to, it's almost too horrible to penetrate. You know what I mean? It, right. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, since, uh, since you have sort of been open about um, the assault, uh, the adoption, the abortion, what has been the response of people? I mean, what, what have you seen? What, what, what has sort of come your way since then? Um, the majority has been, you know, supportive. Mm-hmm. There have been people who have been incredibly cruel. Um, I remember one woman telling me, um, because my, my, the men who assaulted me were never imprisoned. Um, the police essentially told me there was nothing they could do. Ugh. Um, so they walked free. And I remember one woman telling me that if they 
reoffend, it's my fault because I didn't try hard enough. And I was angry. Uh, I, 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 I went to the police. I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I gave them, I mean, I handed them my attackers on a platter. They, they were um, staying in a hotel that I was working at. They were registered there. They had their name and address and everything. They could have just walked up to the room, but they didn't. They didn't do anything. Wow. Um, that's uh, that's I, wow. So that shook me for quite a long time, and and honestly, it still affects me because I think, what if they did reoffend? Then there's more victims out there. But that's not my shame to carry. That's theirs. No, no that's that. The- that's not yours to carry in the slightest. That's the cops shame to carry for not going out and doing something about it when they bloody well had the opportunity. Right. Um, Does he have an accent? I've been trying to place his accent this entire time because I know that he's got some sort of accent. He lives on the East Coast. That's why. Okay. Sorry, I just couldn't take it. Had Sorry, that would be Michelle. That, that would be my daughter. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I'm, in, uh, I'm in the Midwest, actually, but you know. Oh, I okay. Oh, well then. <laughs> well then, yeah. Um, <laughs> as for the the abortion, um, not a lot of people know. Um, well, now they do put it on Twitter, but um, I, I've been called several names. I've been called a murderer. I've been called a hypocrite. I've you know been called strong and you know just the the gamut of names and um it's unfortunate that that people don't see the whole story um before they start making judgments and well i will definitely say this it takes a certain strength to be able to talk about this publicly uh and openly at all and i know i mean i've we followed each other on Twitter for a little while now. I know you, you get out there and sort of get, get down into the, into the fray with people. And uh, it's something to be admired because everything you've, everything you've gone through. Well, I certainly won't uh, pretend to uh, understand it. It's still, it's more than I've ever had to experience in my life. And, uh, the fact that you can actually deal with it as well as you are dealing with it uh, is is very admirable. Well, I appreciate that. I have had you know years of counseling, um, so that that helps finding a counselor that is. Um, I mean, there's several different kinds out there, um, and we find these you know finding a counselor that that you're comfortable with that that not only can ask you questions, but ask the right ones and draw out, you know, what you're not, what you may not even realize you're keeping. Um, I think that's important too. Mm -hmm. I I think um, people spend a lot of time in denial about how they, they feel about things. Um, And, and you can't, I don't think you can heal if you're holding on to that. I don't think you can heal if you're, stuck in the past. Uh, like my husband used to say, stop living in the past. You, you don't live there anymore. Right. You're in the future. So um, 
but he also, I mean, he also recognized that there are days that I'm going to be triggered by something. There, mm-hmm. there are times that I'm, you know, it's going to be incredibly difficult. I'm going to see a post that's going to upset me. I'm going to, you know, there's an anniversary is going to come up and I'm going to be upset. And he was always very supportive and always most of the time, not even having to say anything. Um, he just recognized that I was in pain and he was there. And, and I wish that everybody had that, but like you said, unfortunately, some people just don't have that support system and, and that makes me incredibly sad um, because I think it's crucial as a part of healing to not have to go through it alone. Yeah. But, yeah. Cause I mean, if you don't, you don't heal alone, you don't No. If you, you might, you might, you might bury it, you might suppress it, you might be able to go on alone, but you don't heal these sorts of things alone. Right. And well, uh, as as we're uh, as as we're heading, getting getting in the direction of uh, of wrapping things up there, CC, what would I guess to anyone who's uh, to anyone who's thinking about abortion, what 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 would be your advice? I guess. Um, my advice would be to a make sure you have a support system. Make sure that you, um, you know exactly what's going to be happening to you. Don't don't just walk in like I did, completely uninformed. Um, and I know that that they say, well, they have to tell you what's going on. Well, back then they didn't, and I don't know if that was that particular clinic. But they they were not forthcoming because I guarantee you, had I had the education that I do now, I would not have gone through with it. Mm-hmm. I would have left my ex and I would have come back and stayed with my parents and I would have a 30 year old child. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think. If you're thinking about having an abortion. You know, understand that it's not. In my opinion, I mean, clearly there's differences of opinions all across the board. It's not just tissue. It's not just a clump of cells. It's a child that can bless your life immeasurably. If not your life, it can bless the lives of people who aren't able to have children. And I'm not going to tell you that adoption is, is easy. Um, handing your child over to somebody is incredibly difficult, but also can be very rewarding um, because I knew right away when I saw the resume of, of my daughter's parents, I knew right away they were the people that she was meant to be with. And she's, like I said, she's had a very blessed life. Um, it's important for you to understand that there are people out there that will help you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially if you've gone through a traumatic experience, you know, if you've, if you've been raped, if you're a victim of incest, having an abortion may seem like the answer, 
but in my experience just compounds the traumatic you know the it just makes things so much worse without you even realizing that that's what's going on mm-hmm. um I, I think it's incredibly important to deal with all of those things and it's going to take a long time i'm not going to tell you that it's that it's easy that it's not going to be years i'm not going to tell you that it's going to go away because it won't i'm not going to lie and say sexual assault or or abortion or abuse any of that it's it's not something that goes away you heal and you're able to to cope better but it's not going to go away um but I think if if you're if you're just going in to to use abortion as a contraceptive, if you've if you've been completely irresponsible or or whatever, and you just decide this is the best way to get to get rid of whatever this inconvenience to you, this this what did I say the other day, this parasites, mm-hmm. then you need to educate yourself because that's mm-hmm. not what's going on and. And maybe someday when you you have that information, it's going to come back and it's going to hurt. And you're going to have to deal with it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So, These things will stay buried for so long. Right. That's just my opinion. I mean, maybe there's people out there who have a complete, I'm, I'm sure there's people who have a completely different view. They're very vocal about it and sometimes not very kind. Well, I just kind of, <laughs> When uh, Alyssa Milano says she wouldn't be as happy as she is today if she hadn't had her two abortions, there may be a hidden truth in that because she doesn't strike me as a very happy person. And I just find it incredibly yeah. offensive, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, no kidding. Just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe be a little more responsible in the first place, Alyssa. That's all I'm saying. Maybe just not get pregnant in the first place i don't know just yeah. my personal opinion yeah no kidding if it's something that uh you're gonna go off and uh kill the kid then yeah maybe just maybe just don't yeah you know um but especially if you're a public figure yeah. you know yeah and you do have uh little girls looking up to you and you know whether they whether they should or not, I'd be looking up to celebrities is an entirely different conversation. The fact is they do, and yeah, I mean, what? It's not the best example to set. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you're sending a completely horrific message. You know, no. I, I've I've noticed in my. Oh, oh no. You're, you're roboting they a little bit each there. other they're they're sexting each other they're, it's just you know my daughter is talking about her friends who are you know who haven't who've been sleeping around and and they're 15 16 years old and i i can't wrap my brain around that that you know what is going on i mean so now they they you have all these kids that are just having sex everywhere and not thinking of the consequences but then mm-hmm. seeing people like Alyssa Milano, oh, well, that's an option. No, right. it's not. It's no, especially for a child that age. Uh, you know, I will, I will never forget that young girl, never. And I, and I often wonder how she is, 
and pray that that she was able to to cope. I don't I don't remember seeing her in the in the room afterwards, but then again, I was kind of self-absorbed after the procedure. So right. I you know, I hope that she didn't go through with it, but I don't know. Um, yeah, unfortunately, if she didn't go through it, it's because she called the cops and got 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 uh, got her piece of crap father taken care of. Yeah, I hope so. The, the or maybe the clinic did. did. I don't know. One would hope so. Unfortunately, those clinics don't have the best track record with that sort of thing. Um, let's, let's just say the statistics are not encouraging. Just as even today, um, too often, uh, they'll mislead women when it comes to uh, what's actually going to happen with the abortion. Uh, you know, too often they, they do just still refer to the child as, as mere tissue. Uh, and the only way they can, I think that basically happens anywhere that there isn't a state law requiring, uh, you know, the mother to get an ultrasound or something like that. Um, and, but that does just about bring us up to an hour here. Um, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to this episode, uh, hearing CC's story about everything that she's gone through in her life and her being willing to share it with us with us and uh we hope that you that you're able to learn something from it that no matter what situation you're in there's certain things that just don't do because you'll come to regret it later um if you are in if you are in some sort of uh if you're in an unsupportive situation uh whether it's a boyfriend or husband isn't supportive whether you, you know you're a victim of rape Seek help. It is out there. There are many more organizations than there used to be. Uh, way, you know, way back in way back in '89, uh, it's it's gotten a lot better as far as that goes. Um, if you're not I'm, sure, I'm willing to talk to anybody as well. What's that? You know, I, I'm willing to talk to anybody. So if if anybody wants to contact you and get my information, that's fine. Okay. If they want, if need somebody to talk to you. I'll be more than willing to talk to them. There you go. And that's a big part of it right there. Find some, at the least, find someone to talk to. Find someone to share. And also, if you've had if you've had an abortion and you're just coming, starting to come to terms with it, please, uh, you can get in contact uh, with us at the show at Fighting Void on Twitter or fightthevoid at gmail.com. And we can put you in, put you in touch with CC. And we might know a couple other people that would be willing to, to talk to you and also depending on where you're at in the country we'll not depending on where you're at in the country we'll do what we can to help find you the help that that you need and uh trust me there are people out there that want to help you there are people out there that want to show you love and support help us find you that's all i can say absolutely um, Cece, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, before we close it out? Um, I just implore people to be um, more gentle in their words. I see people just screaming at each other back and forth. There's no 
communication. There's no, um, we can't accomplish anything if we're just screaming at each other and right. calling each other names. Mm-hmm. And um, I think to just sit down and have an honest conversation about how we feel and, and the realities of these situations without the name calling and the, you know, the, the vitriol that just is mm-hmm. spewed about, I, I think you're not going to, you know, we would make such a difference if we could all just come together into some middle ground um, and understand that there's victims in all of these situations and, and they need help. And, and so instead of just drawing the battle lines, you know, come to the table, let's talk about it. Let's, let's be adult and not be, you know, three-year-olds and fighting back and forth. It's, it's just insane to me. Um, and I, you know, I'm disgusted at how, how mean some people can be just, just downright cruel and hurling insults. And yeah, it's just, um, it's not conducive. It's not helping anything. No, no, it is not. Um, and in many cases, I don't think it's meant to, unfortunately. Uh, I, right. I did notice actually, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, but um, Eric in the chat was wondering uh, how much your daughter might be learning about abortion, if anything, at school. I think I could say for my own kids, not a thing. But No, she's not. Um, as far as I know, they haven't brought it up. Okay. She's learning more about Islam than she is about abortion. <laughs> Uh, uh, that uh, so it sounds like our uh, kids' schools are similar type situation. Yeah, <laughs> um, she, she's very open to learning it from me. Um, good, but she's also um, my daughter's not one of those. Okay, mom said it; it must be true kind of mm-hmm. things. She she does her own research. She has her own very definite opinion, and we don't agree on a lot of things. Um, <laughs> She was very, very pre-choice mm-hmm. um, until she heard my story. And and she's still, you know, pro-choice. She doesn't want to, you know, tell somebody else that what they can and cannot do with their body. But she understands now um, that there are consequences and there, you know, it's not just a procedure. <laughs> and um, it, it, she's just, she's a very, very smart young lady, if I do say so myself. Well, very good. Um, again, uh, thank you a lot, uh, CC, for coming on and being willing to share your story. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, it, it's, and we'd be happy to have you back uh, anytime. Not, we don't even have to just talk about this. Uh, I'm sure we can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, again, for anyone out there who does need help. Um, there, try to find local pregnancy centers if you need people to talk to. Again, it's uh, fightthevoid at gmail.com or at fightingvoid on Twitter. Uh, and get in touch with us, and we'll get you in touch with, with, other, with other people. We'll try to find you, again, that help, that shoulder to lean on, whatever it is that uh, you need. We'll do our best. Um, also, if you have already had an abortion, look into Silent No More. Uh, full of all kinds of people who would have similar situations to yours. Uh, there's also Project Rachel, uh, which does uh, spiritual retreats to help people uh, that to, to help to help women that are that are trying to uh, 
process their own abortions. Um, look into them. They do great work. And again, there's tons of other organizations that are out there that I'm not even aware of. Uh, there are people out there. Again, help us help us find you. And with that, um, that's going to wrap up this episode of Fighting the Void. And we'll be back next week with something or another. Yeah, yeah. Next week is still uh, is still in flux, but tune in. We'll have something going on. All mm -hmm. right. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight.